You're listening to the Daily Sweat Podcast, where we are all about doing something that makes you sweat every single day. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Sweat Podcast. We are just going to dive right into it today. Today, I'm chatting with a fellow entrepreneur. Her name is Simal Zaman, and we chat about her experience in taking some time off of work without you know, going on vacation or doing a lot of the things that we typically do when we take time off of work. And I was really intrigued when she submitted this idea to me because we live in a culture that's very much about work, work, work. And then when we have our downtime, we need to make sure that we're doing all of the stuff in our downtime, whether that's going on vacations or catching up on things that we have been wanting to do and haven't done. And Simel took, I believe it was two weeks off of work and didn't go on vacation and didn't have a super structured plan with what she wanted to do with her time. And I know that for a lot of people, when we think about this idea of doing this, like taking time off just for the sake of taking time off, we can almost think that we might be wasting our time or there could be worries about wasting our time. Way, way back in the day, um, in May of last year, so May of 2018, I had a conversation here on the podcast with a woman named Justine, and she talked about when she took time off of work, when she had her sabbatical, and she talked about how to be really intentional with that time off without overscheduling yourself. And Simel brought a really interesting perspective on how she went about doing this herself. So, you know, if you've been feeling like you want to take some time away from your job and And maybe you don't want to go on vacation, but you've been worried that you're just going to lay around on your butt all day and not get anything done. This is the episode for you because Seamal's perspective and how she managed these two weeks off and what she did with her time may give you a little bit of inspiration on how you can use that time to both recharge your batteries, but also, you know, be effective with your time as well. So to give you a quick rundown on Simal, uh, Simal is a software consultant, a technology enthusiast, reader, and a foodie. She's always looking to constantly improve herself. And as much as she loves binge-watching TV shows, she spends most of her free time running a part-time tech consulting firm called Pixie. She's a strong believer of finding solutions to any problem that may exist at work and outside of work, and she loves spending time helping her friends and her team working out solutions to the most complex problems. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview with Simal. Welcome to the Daily Sweat Podcast today, Simal. I'm super stoked to have you here with us. I'm so excited to be here, Anna. Amazing. Um, so before we dive into the meat of our conversation, I have a question that I love to ask everyone who comes on the show, and I would love to start by learning what you are most excited about in life right now. Recently, I'm really excited about fitness and just trying to incorporate it in my lifestyle. And uh, I'm new to it. I've always kind of worked out here and there, but never really made it like something to be a part of my life. And now I'm trying to, and it's, it's pretty awesome. Awesome. And what made you decide to start getting back into a consistent fitness routine? I feel like I always ended up dropping off. I would get on, drop off the wagon, and then I realized how it really helps my mindset and mood. Hmm. And I was like, you know, if it makes me this happy, why am I not keeping this a constant? 
Oh, that's such a good question to ask because I think that that's something so many people can relate to. You know, when we actually go and do the workout, we feel so much better afterwards. Right. But it's that resistance beforehand that can make it tough to actually go and get the workout done. Yep. I think it's all about just getting there. Yeah. Do you have any tips or tools that you use to get you there on days when you're feeling like you don't really want to go and do it? Yeah. I just think about how I'll feel after Mm. so my for me it's really I I visualize the feeling that I get after and I'm like I know you're down right now you really don't want to do a lot of physical stuff you might just go to bed you know watch Netflix or hang out with friends but it's going to make you stronger and you feel so happy why are you not doing this for yourself so it's like really that argument that's a it's a really good way to look at it and then you can always watch Netflix or go hang out with your friends afterwards like it's not like it takes up the entire day Exactly. It's like, I feel it's all about, you know, how they say priorities. It's just one word. If it's important to you, why not? Yeah, I totally agree. You are speaking my language, girl. (laughs) Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about your day-to-day? Like what kind of things you do for work, what you do for fun? Sure. Um, so my day job, I'm a visa. I'm at visa. I'm a product and implementation specialist. So I really just make sure all the features are embedded in all the software that we offer and then on my part I would say my night job but days off and when I'm done working I have a consulting firm it's like a small tiny one Uh, we do mobile apps and websites I really pick clients like I don't do a lot I'll pick one per month Mm -hmm. and just give my heart and soul into it it's more of a hobby and kind of makes a little bit of money for me it's, I really like it. Awesome. And that's a really good way of going about it too. Like, is this something that you want to eventually have as a full-time gig or are you doing this purely as a passion project? I feel like if for now it's a passion project and I do have the skills. I was thinking that it's good to just kind of build that portfolio of clients. And I started doing it probably four months ago. And now I have, Hey, I know this person or I know that person. And, you know, it's kind of, you can network and build something that later on might be something that can turn into a full-time. I love it. I think, you know, so many people, when they get into business, everyone has different intentions. And I don't think Mm -hmm. there is anything wrong with starting a business with the goal of like having it be your main income generator and having big goals and big plans for it. But there's definitely something to be said when you bring that energy of, I'm just doing this because it's fun and because I enjoy it and we'll see where it goes. Like there's less pressure. Exactly. Yeah. That's really, really cool. No, you're completely right. Because that's how I felt is I see a lot of people aiming for money and they say, you know what, I'm going to leave this nine to five and I'm going to travel the world, which is great. Like I travel a lot too, but I feel that I'd rather take baby steps and get there while not stressing myself out. Totally. I feel like we could go in, in into an entire conversation about how, like, you know, every, we all in the entrepreneurial world, we sometimes talk about people in the corporate industries who are, you know, they're grinding their nine to five, just waiting for retirement. But like, we kind of do that as entrepreneurs too. Like we work really, really hard because we think that it's going to get us to this place where we have more freedom in our businesses. Right. But it's really easy to just always stay in that grind mode. Yep. 
We've all been there. Yeah, totally. And so I think that's a good segue into what we're going to talk about today, because um, when you initially reached out to me, you had mentioned that um, you had taken two weeks off of work Mm -hmm. and it wasn't for a vacation or anything. It was like two weeks just for you. So why don't you tell us what like prompted you to make that decision? Yeah, it's actually very interesting, you know, because there's so many articles out there about travel and hustle and you know, fitness, but nobody really talks about, have you just sat down and looked around you? How are things going? And I felt that that's the check I needed because Mm -hmm. whenever I took time off or even changed jobs, it was really, you know, I would fly out Friday on one of my favorite places and then I'd be back probably a day before, two days before starting something. So I never really got that downtime, which I've thought, I, you know, people waste time just not doing anything. So it was very weird. And I was like, you know what, why don't I do this where I take these two weeks off and I just sit down and think of all the things that I want to do, even around my room or around my life, some improvements I had to make, you know, why don't I reflect on it and pause my life and see where I want to go? Mm, interesting. And so you mentioned that you used to be of the mindset that, you know, if you're not doing anything with your time, um, you're wasting your time. Right. How did you kind of give yourself permission to move out of that mindset and actually allow yourself to take this space for yourself? You know, it actually took me the first two days of those two weeks yeah. <laughs> to, to sit down because I was like, okay, I've taken these two weeks off. I have no plan. You know how we're all kind of binded by plans Mm -hmm. and consistency in our lives? And that's pretty much me too. And then I sat down and I made a list of things that I wanted to change. These were things that were not even, you know, lifestyle. There were things like maybe I wanted to change my personality. You know, why am I annoyed at certain things or what makes me happy or what can I change in my room right now or what I've been meaning to do? There were even a list of friends that I really wanted to hang out with, but I just didn't get the time to. So I I made a list of things that I wanted to do. Lifestyle-wise, you know, around surroundings, uh, my health, you know, who do I want to socialize with in these two weeks that are in the city? I like it. And then did you kind of like make a plan based off of that? Or did you take a little bit more of like a fluid approach and see how you felt each morning? That's exactly what I did. I said, these are kind of goals that I want to accomplish in two weeks, but I'm not going to tie myself to it. So there were things like even little things that I wanted to change a bit of furniture in my place because I work from home a lot now. So I was like, why have I not done this? So little things here and there. Yeah. And so what was that experience like? Like give us some insights into maybe what your days looked like and if there were any moments where you felt a little bit restless and how you managed that. Yeah. I would say that the best thing that I did was I always woke up on time because I guess we're so used to it that I would be up at 8.39 and saying, okay, what do I know? What is this day going to be? Is this day going to be self-improvement day where I'll just learn something and, you know, fix my room that I've been meaning to do? Or is this going to be me going out, sitting at a coffee shop and saying, okay, what do I need to do for my side hustle? So I always got up one day, every day and just said, this is what I need to focus on today. And then I just went through with it the whole day. Even if men, I need to stop, think about things. I, I feel that it really helps when you have 
some sort of context in the morning. Hey, I'm feeling, okay, if I'm waking up and I'm feeling a little down, so what about the, those list of people that I really wanted to meet? Can I grab lunch with them? And especially they all were working. So it was awesome to just show up and grab lunch and talk to them about it. Awesome. So it's, I, w- I, would, I would really think that what really helped with those two weeks was just figuring out what buckets everything falls into and which bucket do I need to look at today. Right, right, right. And did you have any days where you felt a little bit restless or like where you thought you should be doing more than you were? Yeah, there were some days where I was like, why am I off? I could make money right now. Because mm-hmm. you know how we always think that time is money? Yeah. And then it took me a couple, it took me a while to say, hey, it's fine. This is this is money. This is for my mental health. This is for my physical health. This is for people around me. So I'm actually doing myself a favor and everybody around me a favor. That's a really good reframe. And I think something that we could apply, even if we're not taking extended periods of time off work, even if it's just an afternoon off of work or an evening to chill out at home and practice some sort, some form of self-care, looking at it as an investment in your overall well-being rather than time away from you know, all of the other things that you quote unquote should be doing. I completely agree with you because I, I honestly, that's the only thing that I get concerned and I've really pushed a lot of my friends to do the same is, you know, how there's that constant need of travel. I get very itchy, you know, if I haven't been anywhere in a month and a half, you know, constantly improve, you know, improving or finding that side hustle. But I feel like this is also investment where, you know, you're just kind of, you know how people used to go to solitude, <laughs> I feel like in the past, yeah. and they go to retreats. This is really just for yourself. If you can't afford a retreat, I would say just stay at home. It's amazing. <laughs> and just think of what is this different? What is irritating you these days? And how can you change it? And I don't think that can come from, you know, it always comes from within, and not from somebody else. If you can point it out in yourself, then you know, you're the only one who can fix it. Yeah. That's a really good point. And going back to that idea, you know, you said that you you feel that like travel itch if you're not going away and everyone's always looking to like improve upon themselves or start a new side hustle. Like where do you think this drive to always be doing more is coming from in our society? That's true. It's a very good question. I feel that you know, I feel like everyone's sometimes competing. Mm. You know, there's a lot of, you know, when you go on your Instagram or your Facebook feed and you see lots of people, they're either traveling or they're doing all these things and people that we follow too. I, I, I know a lot of people that say, oh, I didn't get to travel this year and I'm so down and upset. And then when I asked them, I said, but what did you do in the city or did you go camping? And they, it's, they're like, oh, I did this and I did that. Well, then you really did do a lot. You know, you don't really have to keep up with others. It's really about what makes you happy. Totally. Because, you know, you never know that person who we're looking at on Instagram who went on that big extravagant looking vacation, maybe they wish that they could have just stayed home for two weeks or gone camping <laughs> locally or something, right? Like, we all have FOMO about what everybody else is doing while everybody else is experiencing FOMO about somebody else. That's so true. And 
that's actually one of the things that I did in my two weeks was I, I'm highly social. I hang out with lots of different groups. And there was a time when I was in that reflection time, I was like, you know, I don't really need to hang out with, you know, do I get something out of it? I have much more meaningful conversations with these, these, these people. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should use my time and have those loving and, you know, funny and, you know, contributing to my self-development conversations than be somewhere where, you know, I'm not going to soak a lot. Right. I love it. And was there anything like super random that you did or something that you wouldn't have done had you not taken those two weeks off? Uh, totally. I, I totally revamped uh, my wardrobe. I would have oh, never cool. done that. Fun. <laughs> I I actually uh, my my room and everyone jokes around. I called my two weeks a Seamul two point week. Uh-huh. So because I'm not I'm in software, I was like, guys, it's a new release. It's a new Seamul. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was you know just Seamul that prioritizes things and puts her first and thinks about how you know she'll be happy everybody will be happy so it's it's really about putting yourself first and being selfish it's okay yeah totally and selfish isn't a negative word like we've kind of started to attach negative connotations mm-hmm. to it but um it's not inherently a bad thing to be because technically we are all selfish like we are born only caring about being fed and looked after like it's kind of in our nature Exactly. And I, you're right. Nothing's wrong with a little bit of self-pampering and spoiling yourself. You know, if, if you are in that corporate day job where you're, you know, slaving away, then take that time off. Even if you're an entrepreneur and you're working so hard, you know, it's, I feel like sometimes we're hesitant to spend that money on ourselves or take that, you know, day off. Sometimes we need it and that's completely okay to do it. A hundred percent. I've, I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast and it's come up in a lot of conversations that I've had with friends. And honestly, anytime my business has made a big leap forward, it's not come from learning new marketing strategies or anything like that. It's come from investing in myself, either growing myself as a human being or taking time away. Like I went to Bali for three weeks in January and being away from work in such a beautiful um, like spiritually charged place does wonderful things for your creativity. And my business just like exploded after I came home and it right. wasn't because I bought new marketing software. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's also, also the ideas, right? When you're in yeah. that environment that fuels the ideas and people that you surround yourself with is when you're like, Oh, I could do that. Or I could honestly, my greatest ideas have come when I've been in the dumps, like when I've had a bad time, I've actually come up with awesome things. Oh, so interesting. Everybody has like a different way, I think, to evaluate. I remember when I started my side hustle and a food blog that a couple of my friends, I was in a job I hated. Mm. And it was just, I was trying to look for outlets and that turned into something that's amazing now. Awesome. A way to put a positive spin on what was maybe not a positive situation. Right. Um, And I wanted to note too that like, I think sometimes 
when I talk about things like this, I know when I've brought up my Bali trip before, people are like, well, that's great, but I can't take three weeks off of work. Mm-hmm. I have also found, like to give you an example, last the last couple of weeks I've been working a lot and I was super stressed out and I was like, okay, I just need to take the weekend to chill and do absolutely nothing. And I found that after four hours, only four hours of not having any expectations of myself and giving myself those four hours to do whatever I wanted, I actually felt ready to like go back to work and do mm-hmm. the stuff. I just needed to give myself that little bit of permission to have some space. Um, so it doesn't have to be a big, long chunk of time if you don't have, if you really don't feel that you have that time. And you're right, because I, I honestly, I feel like it's, you know, how we recharge our phones. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same thing that we need. Sometimes we're constantly around, we're a lot, we're around a lot of distraction. Like I can't put my phone down for max 15 minutes, right? This is something that we have a habit or we will read something or something will happen around us. And you're right. Just taking that time is, is enough. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So you mentioned that at the end of your two weeks, so CML 2.0 comes out, you've got a new yeah. wardrobe, you're feeling more like self-aware, you've taken more care of yourself. Um, what other kind of impact did this two-week break have on you? I think it also did on things that should annoy me and I should let them go. Mm. I I feel that, you know, when you're constantly not watching your behaviors, like I'm, I'm generally a very happy person. It's funny if my friends hear me, they'll probably say, no, you're not. But you know, I'm, I'm a person that processes things in my head right? and I wouldn't show it, but there were a couple of things that I, it would annoy me. And now they don't because I'm like, okay, these are your pet peeves and they annoy you, but how can you fix those? Right. What can you do better? And I did sort of spend quite a significant amount of thinking towards that. Mm, I like it. You kind of, you've kind of alluded to this a little bit in the beginning, but if we have someone who's listening and they're feeling intrigued by this idea, what suggestions do you have for them so that they could really make the most out of this time off and then not end up, you know, like sleeping in all day and then not doing anything. And at the end of their break being like, wow, I actually don't feel recharged. Yeah, that's true. I would say start with the littlest things, Mm -hmm. like little things as I'm telling you the funniest thing. Like I was postponing getting a bed skirt for my bed. You know, it's those little things that slowly you'll see those changes you know, start with these tiny things that you may have been pushing off for a while that you were just like, just when I have time, I'll do it. Start with the smallest changes and you'll see how happy you'll get every other day for that time off. Mm, that's a really good one to know because those little things, like I'm sure whether you realized it or not, that lack of a bed skirt was probably taking up a lot yeah. of room space. You know, you're walking in, you're seeing it every day. <laughs> so yes, it's, you're right. It's just those little things. You know, I honestly feel this little things make the highest impact. Oh, totally. In all areas of life. Yep. That's so true. And so you also mentioned that for you, it helped to have a list. Would you uh, suggest that to our listeners as well? Like a list of things that you want to do? I I would say it because then I'll just give you a little bit of more structure. I would say make a list, but don't follow it entirely. Mm. Like there was, I made a list of my friends from, High school, I moved three different countries, so I wanted to even reach out to my friends in high school and just say hello, which I never got down to, is a couple of people I still missed. And I was like, okay, I need to go back to that list and reach out to them. 
Cool. I like it. Now, around this topic, or if there's just anything else in general that you have found really valuable in your own journey that you'd like to share with our listeners, like, do you have any books or podcasts or blogs that you think would be of benefit? Yeah, I, I read a lot. I'm a big click kind of person, <laughs> but I, I really listen. I love listening to the School of Greatness. I absolutely love that podcast. Mm, and I, I'm, I don't know, I'm a love and hate relationship person uh, with Tony Robbins and Gary Wee. Sometimes <laughs> they bring me up. Sometimes I'm like, nah, I'm okay. So, but I feel like if you really need that boost, I think both of them are really great to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they, Gary Wee just makes you get up and do something that you've been thinking about for ages. Yeah. And Tony Robbins just says, hey, it's all in your head. So it's, if you need that voice... Go down to both of them. They're great. Although I, there's one um, that really changed and why I started my site also was uh, this book called Firestarter Sessions. It's very small, uh, but it talks about Daniela, her career. She's an author and how she completely changed her job or figured out what she actually loves. And it's all about baby steps. So I, I, I read it. I think a year ago mm. and I still pick it up sometimes. Amazing. It's really great. Yeah. Danielle Laporte is amazing. I, yeah. I do her desire map process every year. She actually, I live in the same city as her. So I'm always oh, nice. hoping that I'm going to like run into her. Hasn't happened yet, but maybe. She's amazing. And she, I feel like her voice is so badass. Like I've not heard her, but I've read her and yeah. I feel like she probably talks like a badass. Oh, she totally does. She like drops <laughs> yeah. tons of F-bombs. She's right up my alley. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys like that, definitely. It's a great book. Awesome. Cool. And just around this topic in general, like, do you have any final thoughts or words of encouragement that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, but I would always say that, you know, if, I mean, that's what I've been through. I'm a generally happy person, but I have my downtimes. And, you know, if you're highly social, but you still get those downtimes, you know, try to see if there's something that you can do to improve it. And even if it means just getting up and picking up something random. I picked up fencing. My friends make fun of me. Oh, I pick up amazing. I pick up something random every year to do with nobody I know. <laughs> I love it. So if that's you know, just do something different, you know, out there that nobody ever will do and just, you know, show it off to your friends after. So cool. Um, can I ask you a question about fencing? Yeah. Um, so is it like as scary as it looks? No, but it makes you mad. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a mad person and in boxing, I don't get mad, but in fencing, when somebody jousts you, like hits you, yeah. you get mad. Okay. <laughs> but it's know. hard. It's, you have to squat a lot. Mm. I never knew that. Interesting. Yeah, I would have thought it would be all upper body and core, but I guess like if you're ducking and stuff, lots of leg work in there. Yeah, lots and lots, but oh, oh, it's so much fun. Amazing. Well, maybe I'll check that out sometime. Yeah. Cool. And uh, last but not least, um, where can we find you? Do you have any social media channels or do you want to give us the details around your consulting agency? Yeah, I am on LinkedIn, so if you guys search my name, Seemal, S-E-E-M-A-L, not a lot of Seemals there, so that you guys will find me, Seemal Zaman. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, but especially my side hustle, it's uh, 
www.pixie.com. So P-I-K-X-I-E. It's a very funky name. I, like I have that. no idea why I came up with it, but <laughs> it is what it is, guys. <laughs> Fun. Yes. Awesome. Cool. We'll be sure to link to those in the show notes. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights with us, Seema. This was a super fun conversation and I'm feeling inspired to find some ways to take some unstructured downtime in my own life. Yep. It's, uh, it's different, mm-hmm. but you'll come out bit feeling better. Yeah. I I'm, I'm yeah. have no doubts about that. Cool. Well, um, thank you again, Simel. And to our listeners, as always, thank you so much for your time and your energy and for allowing us to hang out in between your ears. I'll be back with you next week with another episode of the Daily Sweat Podcast. Have a great day. 